0: To heads on the Hello and welcome to Heads Swivel Season 5, Episode 24. We're finally at the Super Bowl. This is our Super Bowl show. You've had the initial conference championship reaction. You've had the all-ho-ass team. You had our Super Bowl uh, betting show earlier in the week, but now you actually have the Super Bowl preview. Uh, it is, of course, me, your regular host, Sam Farley, joined by my regular co-host...
1: Me, Tom Griffiths.
2: ...and our producer... It's me, SLG.
0: Look, let's get stuck straight into this. Uh, if you're listening, as usual, contact us at HOAS Podcasts. It's to Facebook. But I think we need to talk about the tale of the tape. And there's only one man to go through <laughs> the tale of the tape here. and It is a guy who's familiar with a, a, a tape around the waist. Uh, Tom, take it away.
1: <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that intro. Expect nothing better. I've said it the last few weeks, but... Must admit, never thought I'd get to a podcast where I could uh, do this with my own team in it, so I'm going to enjoy uh, every moment of it. So the Super Bowl this Sunday, Super Bowl 55, the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, the first team to ever play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Uh, the Chiefs, the number one seed, take on the Bucks, the number five seed. Chiefs coached by Andy Reid. Bucks coached by Bruce Arians Uh, the line as it stands is Chiefs by three Uh, it will be broadcast in the US on CBS which means uh, Jim Nance Tony Romo will be uh, calling the game which I think is a big a big plus for for fans all over the globe and the halftime show uh, will be uh, the weekend this year so yeah Bucks Chiefs number one seed 14 and two versus the number five seed 11 and 5 in the NFC uh, and I can't wait for the
2: game I've heard they've also both got quite good quarterbacks
1: <laughs> yeah I've mentioned that well that's coming up in our narratives thought I'd save sort of save something for later in the show yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I mean let's well, should, we, should we just get cracking on with that then
0: yeah I think we should so it's it, first of all it's got to be the biggest narrative here there are kind of two legacies at stake it feels with Brady and Mahomes um, obviously Brady Six wins, three losses and a, a kind of fourth potential loss on the way here or, or a seventh win. And I think it's pretty hard to see him not kind of cemented as the GOAT already, but a seventh win with a new franchise in Newtown, that really would be, you know, putting the putting the lock on the chest of drawers, wouldn't it? It's
2: a bit more future-proofing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think that's a couple of points from me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, it's... You know, this is this is what people weren't expecting out of out of Brady in his first season with the Bucks. I think it absolutely cements it. I've said it before. I think you know, in his first season in Tampa, it, it completely ends the the, the Brady Belichick argument. That's dead in the water. Done, never to be spoken about again. If he wins this game on Sunday, uh, but yeah, I think it's the future proofing. Well put there by by SLG. For me, the biggest narrative here is is Brady's opportunity to you know 20 years time if mahomes has the career that he's threatening to have if brady's got that super bowl win over patrick mahomes it will be the the bar conversation that will always be brought up when you're comparing these two players you've got hands down the current goat versus a guy who has the talent to potentially threaten that status one day and if brady can get that that one and oh i mean assuming they don't end up playing each other again which is not out the realms of possibility with with brady's longevity i think that'll be a huge feather in the cap for for brady in that argument so yeah current goat versus versus future goat it's an incredible uh incredible narrative to kick off with the show with
2: i think as well with that it's it's the fact that it's quite a big swing because obviously patrick mahomes is already on one super bowl win and, and brady's on six and getting from like making the swing so it's a swing of two super bowls effectively this game and i think that i don't know i feel that that might almost depending on which way he's inclined to think about this type of thing it almost puts more pressure in the situation on the homes because if he doesn't win this game then brady's like six wins ahead of him and that comes becomes yeah. almost you'd have thought unassailable whereas you know four trying to close a gap of four is potentially doable i don't know um yeah, I think it's it's a it's a narrative that, in terms of the game itself, like and how it will be played, doesn't count for anything. But in terms of you know our enjoyment uh, enjoyment of the game and how we look back on it, I think it'll it'll definitely be a kind of a point in history that gets referenced quite a lot.
1: Oh, it's incredible! It's incredible. You know, I think yeah, Brady moving to Tampa, we we had those kind of AFC. AFC matchups between Mahomes and, and Brady, some great games between the Patriots and the Chiefs. In fact, some of the games I've enjoyed the most over the last two, two or three seasons, I have to say. Yeah. And I think people didn't think that they would, they would see this. So it's an incredible narrative for the league. I think, you know, league office in New York absolutely rubbing their hands with glee in a difficult season, COVID-interrupted season. to end it with, uh, you know, these two quarterbacks, it's, uh, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I heard, um, I heard on the Pat Mayo show kind of really interesting discussion saying that effectively to kind of cement his legacy, Patrick Mahomes almost has to win this one because yeah. if he doesn't kind of take the passing of the torch, if he loses to Brady, he's going to have to put up obscene numbers to kind of really, really go and overtake him at, at some point yeah, in terms I mean, of GOAT if, status.
2: If he doesn't win this game, then surely he has to win... Like eight Super Bowls in total, You can't just you can and and that and that is surely not doable. Question for you guys: Do you think, just briefly before we move on from this, just just concentrating a
1: bit on on Brady, do do you think a, a Super Bowl win here, number seven, moves him into? You know, I think look, people have definitely got him as probably the the greatest the greatest quarterback that's played the game, perhaps the greatest player, or think there's there's arguments to be made for other players in the NFL. But do you think this takes him to a kind of different stratospheric level within sports, kind of talking in American sports terms, you know, I, if looking at the likes of Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, that kind of, do you think it, yeah. it elevates him into that kind of pantheon of the absolute greatest across maybe any sport? I
2: mean, I think it I think it gets him further. In, I think he's already there in terms of that conversation, but I think it, it further states his case for it and puts him, I think that the guys you just mentioned actually sit below in terms of American sports, maybe one guy, Wayne Gretzky. And I think it starts to get him in kind of Gretzky levels of dominance over a career, as opposed to the the guys you mentioned.
1: Yeah. uh, Kind of coming at it. Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, obviously the achievements in, in hockey crazy, but maybe more from that kind of pop culture kind of, Yeah. I don't know. To me, those are the guys that, you know, there are loads of other names you can think of if you look at world sport, but, those are the ones that kind of immediately jumped out to me. I don't think I don't think somebody like Ali is
2: is is worth mentioning. I think that's a different level yeah, altogether. Yeah, I mean, it's it, completely different type of figure.
0: I think I've got to go and pump the brakes slightly here. <laughs> I I think there's definitely in 20, 30 years people will look back, they'll see the wins and they'll think, yeah, he's he's kind of at that level. But I think the nuance is maybe maybe slightly slightly different. I think some of these wins. They, they probably should really have beaten the, the, um, the Eagles they had some some kind of the Rams the Rams game was I'd say in spite of Brady if if anything um, just that was all about Bill and an incredible defensive performance I I do think that his his stats are undoubtedly you know you can't argue with with Super Bowl rings but at the same time when you even look at someone like Aaron Rodgers or there's quite a few QBs, I'd say, are potentially kind of better quarterbacks. They're
1: so
2: I think better. there is that
0: kind of interesting discussion there.
2: They're better in terms of arm talent, uh, but I don't think they're better. I know the term, term game manager gets thrown around a lot as a kind of almost a derogatory term at a quarterback. Oh, he's a game manager, but I don't think anyone is as good at game managing as Tom Brady and ever will be and I think that's the, the key difference that sets him apart is always being in control in a, in, of a game situation and to a point and kind of uh, in more of a season context he's always kind of in, seems to be able to stamp control on a season which means that they're all like teams he's on are consistently in in the conference championship games and then a lot of the time also make their Super Bowl like, it, it's ridiculous yeah. the amount of times he's just been there and I think it's I don't think many, many athletes have, in any kind of sport, have been able to do that, let alone just in football, of consistently being at the pinnacle of their sport.
0: Okay, so yeah. he, here's a question I want to ask you guys. <clears throat> we kind of talked about what what it would mean for Brady, but if the Chiefs win on Sunday, as, as kind of the bookies are saying, is, is most likely, that will put Mahomes up to two Super Bowls, two wins... One behind Joe Montana, who was 3-0, three, three and o, wasn't he, in Super Bowls. 4-0, wasn't it? Yeah, was it 4-0? Was Joe not 4-0? Yeah, I think he
2: won four.
0: Four? Jesus, that's bad for me, isn't it? I actually, I
1: could, that. Be, I could be wrong there. I, th- I thought he no, it was four it was and four, Steve
0: it was Young four. got one. It was four. Um, so he t- t- would be two behind uh, Joe Montana. What would he need to do to kind of surpass Brady who would who would then you more than likely you think probably won't go past six if he doesn't win on
1: I think it, you know he's got a long way he's still got a long way to travel. I mean what an amazing what an amazing start to a career. But you know people talk about Tom Brady like it's just the Super Bowls that he's won. Like now that Nude Breeze is gone, he's gonna be you know, if he plays another season, he's gonna retake if he hasn't already um you know a huge amount of those records that that kind of breezes uh, has got I'm not quite sure where he sits on the yardage to be fair but certainly the touchdowns um and he's going to press ahead so you know it's Tom Brady it's a volume of statistics as well look Mahomes has had an incredible start to his career and and getting two Super Bowls out the gate so early puts him in an incredible situation but you know, before pump, I think we need to pump the brakes on on this. You know, that long, long way to travel to get to the level. I think what well, the next best quarterback is what four wins, Bradshaw and Montana. Could be wrong there. Somebody might have five, but
2: no, it's four. It's, it's, four. A, no, it's, it's
1: four. It's a long way to catch up, uh, Brady. So I think, I think, I, I and a huge amount of to pace to catch up with the stats as well. I will
2: agree. I think though, if if he keeps on producing the way he is. I think it's, it becomes about a longevity thing is can he keep up um, the kind of same statistical output win a few more Super Bowls as well I think he would need at least four to be kind of considered on, yeah. on the level I don't think he needs to win as many as Brady because I do think that he makes you he wows you more as a, as a player he kind of inspires you more as a player like watching him and some of the think the physical feats that he's able to do on a football pitch um, and I think if he was able to do that um add to his kind of like just you know compete uh in terms of a career as a whole because that's the thing about brady is he has been one of the best qb like two three qbs in the league for the majority of his career um and i think that 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 is the real telling thing about about him and about why he's considered to be the goat is just how long he's been able to be considered both one of the best QBs and also the fact that he has always won. Well not always, but he has won mm. more than anyone else. So are okay. there narratives?
0: Is there any other narratives that leap out, Sam? Uh
2: yeah, I mean I've I've got I've got one um one quite cool narrative. Um so we're talking about if um it's kind of another kind of Uh, one that involves the Chiefs I mean they're trying to go back to back and I think that that in itself is quite Mm. a cool narrative it links into you know the um, Mahomes versus Brady thing or kind of Brady being a person to to stop them from from doing it because Brady managed to stop the last couple of teams who've tried to go back to back um, and also managed to be the last quarterback as well to win back to back Super Bowls Um, so that's quite a cool little narrative as well I, I just think um, have, have you guys got any other ones?
1: Yeah, it's linked. To, it's linked to that, and it's the uh, it, it's it's Andy Reid. It's the, the opportunity having gone his whole career trying to get that Super Bowl win as a head coach, finally getting it last year, which I think a lot of long time NFL fans were, were quite pleased to see. Opportunity to get two and, and talk about you know catching up. He's then four behind. Mr. Belichick, he's got six years, he's got six years in hand in terms of age. Bill Belichick's sixty eight. I don't think I don't, uh, Andy Reid, I don't think Andy Reid is catching Belichick. No, I agree. <laughs> I don't think he is catching him. But you know, having taken so long uh, to get his first one, and obviously the you know the Chiefs and Reeds would be the first combo to, to win back to back Super Bowls since uh, Brady uh, sorry, since Belichick and Patriots and and, and obviously Brady uh so i think that's an interesting narrative you know reed a chance to to get two on the bounce and i think that does a huge amount for his legacy as well yeah i
2: think you know andy Reid has been i don't think it promotes absolutely him up one of the, the best i don't think it promotes him no, into the top, no, top it, tier, but it does it does no, get him kind of i mean like not that there was any doubt already but it definitely cements him as a kind of first ballot hall, hall of famer
1: mm, but i think it gets him you know it gets him into those kind of conversations you know we're talking we're talking about a guy who's won you know over 200 games in the league i yeah. think having back-to-back super bowls on the resume is is massive for andy reed and his place in history yeah
2: definitely um and then a, a quick look another one uh, that kind of turns its, its attention slightly away from uh the two teams at hand and looks more at the pittsburgh steelers and it is the fact that one of Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown <laughs> will be winning a Super Bowl uh, without the Steelers, which um, I just one. kind of love to see it in some way. I, I imagine Ben just sitting at home, miserable, watching the delight on, on on one of his his former teammates' faces. You love to see it. It's a good one. I like that one.
1: I like that. Well,
0: look, kind of, a, I don't know if it's so much a narrative, but one thing I do kind of want to ask about is obviously this is the first time a super bowl has been played in the stadium home stadium of one of the uh, teams involved in the super bowl do you think this is going to have a particular kind of advantage for the bucks in a, either a positive or negative way I've, I've read that they have the home changing rooms so in that sense they'll be kind of the familiar oh no, home, home
1: changing bloody hope and, so and
2: home kit were assigned to them but i think that was um, because they're, they're the nfc team and that's, yeah it was yeah yeah interestingly
1: the bucks have chosen to Chosen to wear white, which is a bit of a strange one. I felt for, for me, but not that that's really means anything. Uh,
2: home I think stadium. Brady's got a better career Super Bowl. Yeah, he does. Record in white. He does. He wouldn't have worn red, I don't think. Um, <laughs> not in red, but in in the away. No, stroke, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what you mean.
1: Uh, home home stadium advantage. I don't think it. I don't think it really makes makes a huge difference, and I can for once I suppose on this podcast actually speak from experience. Having been many times to to Raymond James Stadium. It's it's a nice stadium, don't get me wrong, and and there's lots of good bits about it. And I think the fact that it hosts Super Bowls quite regularly Uh, is testament to the fact that it is a good stadium but in terms of home field advantage and the ability to kind of you know think think about places like Arrowhead and 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 the Seahawks uh, Stadium it's certainly got none of those kind of characteristics in terms of kind of keeping noise in there's going to be 25,000 fans there I think Um, you, you think the majority of those will be will be will be supporting the Bucks but I don't think it really makes a huge difference from a from a home field advantage point of view. Another briefly, just another interesting narrative uh, that I've actually just thought about. Um, when the Steelers did win that Super Bowl with that amazing Santonio Holmes catch late in the game, that was at Raymond James Stadium, and the offensive coordinator yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Bruce Arians. So that's a kind of interesting thing. You know, Arians does have experience. Of winning a Super Bowl on that field, and I think that's again there's so many good narratives. It's it's something that's not being talked about. It's it's circumstantial at best, but uh, a cool little bit of trivia. Yeah, there. I'd, I'd love yeah, to see think... the a win a
2: Super Bowl. Yeah, one, me too. it Seems thing. like the only guy. thing the only thing bad about it is it would also put a smile on your face, which yeah, I don't. mind like. oh, not too. That's yeah. not that bad,
0: mate. Well, one thing I do want to talk about is there. Uh, there's going to be twenty-five thousand fans, isn't there, in the stadium? Seven thousand five hundred, which are going to be kind of healthcare workers, I, b- I believe, um, who've kind of been given the vaccine, so they're going to be there as kind of NFL guests, which is which is a really nice gesture from the league. But twenty five thousand fans—is
2: this—is this fa- Yeah, but how many of them are fans? Actually, no. I suppose well, most but, of them will will be right.
0: Well, this is the thing I was going to ask. There's it's it's going to be not particularly full. There's going to be thirty thousand cutouts there as well. Um, do you think that Not kind of
1: anyway.
0: lack of a crowd, lack of a kind of big intimidating crowd is actually a benefit to the Bucks in that there's obviously the Chiefs, they were there last year. They know what winning a Super Bowl is about. And this, this Bucks team, besides a couple of guys, obviously most notably Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, they haven't really been there in the same way. So do you think it's good for them having less fans, kind of less atmosphere in
1: the building? Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that argument i can definitely see that i think you know the 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 or awe, the struck nature you know you talk about um going back to that ram super bowl and the patriots the 13-3 <clears throat> i think a lot was made of you know freezing freezing on the on, on the big day you know sean mcveigh maybe slightly kind of overawed by the um by the occasion perhaps i think maybe that's slightly too critical but there was, there was certainly a bit of that kind of coming out the back of it. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they definitely could play to the Bucks' advantage, you know, the level of expectation. Although, you know, I think having it in the home stadium, I think, does does add a level of expectation, which will be difficult to, to manage this week. But Bruce Arians has been around the league a long time. I, I don't see a, a, an issue with that. I don't think it's a massive point. I, th- I think it could it could play to their advantage, but it won't be a difference. I make.
2: kind of think that it might be the best of both worlds, right? That kind of, that level of fans. Because at in, in the same point of it not being like a cauldron of atmosphere that's going to put masses of pressure on you, it's also going to be definitely loud enough, as we've seen, because as soon as the crowds get in, like it does start to affect the players. But it'll be loud enough to mean that I think uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs probably won't be able to you know they might have to use some silent counts and it might just throw off their their communication a little bit on offense and you look at marginal gains like that and i, I do think there's probably a slight marginal gain for them there because the especially last year i definitely noticed that the the chiefs um it felt like a home game for them in the super bowl like it felt like a very chiefs dominant uh, crowd and i do think that often has a bearing on the game especially if you get like especially when when that team gets a bit of momentum um and i think just constantly having a situation where there's going to be noise when when the chiefs are on offense and it will be quiet when the bucks are on offense i i, I do think that marginally that will help the bucks interesting yeah
0: i think you could be right look let's get stuck into now some matchups um I don't know if there's anybody who really wants to take the lead and start on this one
2: yeah so let's let's just clarify brady versus mahomes is not a matchup even though this is the <laughs> narrative. Um, sound like a stat man yeah i know <laughs> um i've <laughs> Not a i've got one that's that that is that is a that is a matchup though and it's it's Tom Brady versus Steve Spagnolo uh this one has a, a bit of history mm. to it as well uh with Spag being uh being the defensive coordinator for the Giants in 2007 and i think maybe Spag has been one of the least talked about reasons for for the um Kansas City Chiefs success mm. over the last two years I think he he completely kind of turned that defense around and has made a group that perhaps of, outside of um, Jones and Matthew lacks you know some real kind of superstars. But as a unit, they've they've been solid now uh, for the last two years, and I think a, a lot of that is on the back of his hard work.
1: I think that's I think that's a tremendous point. What um, didn't have it didn't have it noted yeah, down, but I think that's a great I just
2: point. think that he he does seem to always in in these games and also like games that brady had against the giants uh when he, when he's been defensive coordinator they've always seemed to have just you know a little something that might have given him problems even though brady's kind of been there done everything seen everything mm. he always seems to do- have just something that might give him a few problems
1: um well it's the ability to what caused him issues in both of those well particularly in the first super bowl when they the Giants had the the likes of Justin Tuck and uh, Anu Yorah, was was the pressure coming right up the middle. Pressure coming from the and middle and
2: pressure th- coming with four as well. And I think that is something exactly. that they're trying to replicate with, you know, having Jones and Frank Clark. Um, I think that, yeah, they've, they've definitely got a situation where he feels like he can probably exploit some of Brady's weaknesses. And I feel like Brady will be taking kind of any matchup against Spagg fairly seriously well obviously we will be taking it seriously but I think there'll be a slight element of wanting to get revenge over him
1: and I think that matchup is is very relevant because you know whilst I think Donovan Smith has really stepped up for the Buccaneers this season you know but, but any Bucs fans listening to this will know that he's been a uh a frequent source of complaints in, in Bucks forums and Bucs groups and all that kind of stuff but has played really well but the strength of this offensive line for the Buccaneers is in the interior it's 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 Marpet. Yeah. It's Jensen. Aaron Stinney has stepped up unbelievably, having lost kind of Alex Kappa to to that broken ankle. And I think the ability for the Bucks to protect in an area where we know Tom Brady doesn't like pressure coming, or no quarterback does. But talking about um, the, the previous Super Bowls and how team's been able to get at Brady I think that's a key area for the Buccaneers and I think they do have the advantage in in that area mm. the one that I I'd like to talk about um, in terms of matchups is is on the Chiefs offensive line um, a, a guy who probably not that many people on the podcast but will know of um, I think Sam may have mentioned uh Farley that is may have mentioned that fact that the chiefs are missing eric fisher in, in the bookies and uh, the ball, uh, the bookies and ballers uh, show that we did uh, so mike remmers is the guy that's, that's stepping up for the chiefs at left tackle uh, and for those of you who know your your nfl history mike remmers was the the, the poor guy who uh, got utterly dominated by von miller in the denver broncos uh, yep. panthers super bowl um i think it was so uh, he, that's going to be a key source for the for the Chiefs uh, in this game, with JPP and and Shaq Barrett kind of coming off the edge and having had such strong outings against the Packers, so so that's something I'm looking at particularly.
2: He, yeah, I don't really know how much he's played this year either. Um, I feel like they they might he might have come in replacement a few times, but yeah, definitely a, a match up to watch and see how he gets on, and also see what Andy Reid has kind of designed in order to maybe take some of the pressure off of him. Yes.
1: That sort
0: of brings me on to the guys I was going to mention. You're talking about the kind of <clears throat> the exterior of the of the uh, Chiefs' offensive line. I'm going to talk about what the Bucks are going to be doing on the interior, and I think this is arguably the Bucks' kind of strong suit. Todd Bowles has done an absolutely incredible job as DC for the for the Bucks this year, and there's a couple of guys who I think have been absolutely stand out through this, and one of them is. I I love the guy. I hate saying his name. And Dominic and Sue, um, who's who's been absolutely brilliant. And look, we know about Shaq Barrett and JPP. Uh, through the season, they got seventeen and a half sacks, and they got five combined in the last game. But I think what what is incredible is the the pressure that the interior guys put on for the Bucks. You got Sue kind of leading the way. Will Golston in there, and obviously Vita Vea, who who's now back. Just some mm. some interesting stats for you since 2019 sue has had 79 quarterback pressures um this season he had 6 sacks which is the highest since 2015 which was really when he was at his peak and arguably the best defensive player in the league um and in total the bucks have got 13 sacks from interior guys this season which is it's pretty impressive numbers um so i think sue is an integral kind of part of what they're going to do and if you look at the stats of, of how Mahomes plays against blitzes and against pressures, he is quite substantially better statistically against blitzes than he is pressures. And there is obviously a difference there. And I think that's something that they will be, they'll be doing a lot of kind of pressure without sending the blitz. Um, but one thing I really like is, or one person I really like is Vita Vea. Obviously came back last week. And I know Tom, he's a guy we've spoke about on this show and, and offline quite a number of times. But he came back yeah, last, he's... not last week, uh, last game in the, the, N- the NFC Conference Championship game against the Packers. Played 46% of sat snaps, which is pretty good considering he's coming back from a, a serious injury. But what he adds to this defense is is just incredible. Uh, so numbers that really kind of matter here. Against the run, when he's on the field, the Bucks give up 2.7 yards per carry. When he's off it, it's 3.9 yards per carry. It is it is quite simply that that big. Um, when he's on the field, they have QB pressures thirty two point seven percent of the time, twenty six percent of the time when he's not on the field. Ten point five percent sack rate when he's on the field, to five point nine percent sack rate when he's off the field. And in in Veer and in Sue, they have two two just incredible guys in the interior. And we've talked about Shaq Barrett. We talked about JPP. There's a reason these guys are one-on-one the majority of the time, and it's because there is so much disruption in the middle of the park that you just you just can't you can't put two people on the edge. Yeah, especially uh, when against they, the edge they guys. Send,
2: they often send like white up the middle as well. or They send like David, and it's just it means that yeah, Todd Bowles is very good at getting kind of one-on-one matchups for his um, outside pass rushes.
0: I think I think if for the Bucks to win. They're, those two guys in the middle are going to have to have some game and i think they've got every possibility of doing that because i think they're they're two of two of the kind of better interior guys in the league
2: yeah
1: yeah i think that's a great great points and great great stats there sam Br- brilliant work some stuff i wasn't aware of this the statistical impact of vair on the field versus vair versus not so last kind of couple of ones for me on the match up sides the bucks the bucks secondary particularly in the, the middle of the park, as you say, is going to be critical. We've got two questionable players in in Antoine Winfield who kind of had this this ankle injury kind of come from nowhere. Uh, and Jordan Whitehead, who got injured, forcing the fumble uh, off Aaron Jones in the NSC Championship game. He's got a shoulder injury. Look, I think we, we showed that we've, we've got a little bit of depth there. Mike Edwards kind of coming in in relief and, and Andrew Adams both kind of performing well. But... I think if both of these guys are out the task becomes really quite difficult particularly when you look at uh the performance that Tyreek Hill had earlier in the season in in uh, kind of against Carlton Davis with that 250 yard game it's going to be critical for the bucks to kind of get that over the top help from from Winfield who's had a great season as a as a rookie and Whitehead who probably a name not not many people have are, uh, are accustomed to, but has had another strong season. So I think that's going to be a key matchup. That if those guys are, hopefully they're good to go. And it's early in the week, but it's still very, very much up in the air whether they're whether they're going to be good to go. Uh, and finally, I think it comes down to the, the Bucks' ability to to run the ball. Again, I think this was something that was touched upon in, in the betting the betting show. But look, the Buccaneers have got to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and that means long drives mm-hmm. it means persistent ability to move the chains and that is something that we've we've credited it well over the certainly over the last couple of weeks the bucks have not run the ball incredibly well but they have stayed true to it and they've run it well enough that it's a key part of the offense and i think that's going to be very very important for for the buccaneers just 75 yards Uh, in the game against the Chiefs earlier in the season I know the game flow didn't didn't help us there with the early scores from from Kansas City but long persistent drives are are going to be the key try and minimize the time of possession and and Patrick Mahomes being on the field so yeah I see that being a, a very very important element for the Buccaneers in this Super Bowl
0: well look I think we've we've kind of covered the narratives we've covered the tail of the tape. We've given you our thoughts on some of the key matchups. I think there's one thing left to do, and that is put our put our reputations on the line and give our predictions for the uh, for who's going to win the Super Bowl and be lifting the Lombardi Trophy on on Sunday. Well, in the early hours of Monday morning for us. Um, so, Tom, I think you're probably the one to get out of the way first, uh, being a Bucks fan. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl?
1: I just don't think I've got it in me to pick against the Bucks. There are so many reasons why I think the Chiefs will do it, but I feel like this this could be our year. It's got the fairy tale, all of the narratives we've talked about uh, with, with Brady and home stadium and all of that stuff that, that I've got to pick the Buccaneers. I think it's going to be a, a tight game. I, I went very much for the under uh, in the in the betting show, uh, I'm going to go for a reversal of the score line that we saw uh, in week 12. I'm going Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27, Kansas City Chiefs 24, uh, and for me to have a heart attack before the final
2: whistle. <laughs> Sam, um, I am also going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I oh. just I think the kind of the, the kind of marginal gains that I was speaking about earlier, I think suit them. Um, I think as a team they've been consistently kind of growing into this playoff run. And I always, I always think that teams that do that seem to seem to end up doing well come come the end come the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I'm going if we're doing score lines. I've got thirty six, Tampa thirty three, Kansas City. Uh, if you want to put money on that, that's uh, five hundred to one.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to be the sole voice. I didn't. I didn't think Sam was going to go for the Bucks I've got I to say, can't I pick against Tom voice. Brady
2: I can't pick against Tom Brady no. his Patriots his, his Patriots uh,
1: <laughs> bias is, is shining yeah. through there. I'm
0: going for the Chiefs here because I think so so much of what we're when we're assessing these two teams about who's going to win on Sunday and this isn't just this isn't just us three but this is also kind of the wider kind of media that I've, I've taken in be it kind of written or audio video whatever so much of the Analysis on the Bucks is reliant on, oh, Tom Brady's incredible in Super Bowls. You know, that's I don't really think he, that's overly relevant to to this game. I think there's definitely some some kind of familiarity of being there, having won them and done well is important. But because he he won years ago, it doesn't necessarily particularly play into it for me. So I think it's a bit of a misleading mis- misleading narrative, and ultimately, I. I think this Tom Brady we've seen has been efficient as a game manager, but there have been far too many mistakes. And I, I can't remember the, if there's even been one game this season where I thought, bloody hell, Tom Brady was dynamite. There's, there's be, He's been good. He's been steady. But I feel like there are more mistakes in him than there there have ever been before. And I'm not... I just can't... I just can't take take myself away from betting Mahomes homes. Ultimately, the the only thing that concerns me, and I mentioned this on the the podcast previous to this, is the Eric Fisher injury. But I think ultimately, if there's one team that's equipped to kind of get the ball out quicker than usual, it is Kansas City. So I think that's definitely going to play into their favour. Um, so for me, it is it's going to be the Chiefs. I'm going to ask one more question, guys what is your Sunday night setup going to be? It's it's very kind of unusual.
1: I, I was just about to ask very you Very unusual
0: say. times, isn't it? Um, we're not going to be able to meet up in, in large groups, obviously, because of the, the law and the COVID crisis. But what, what are you guys planning to do for it?
2: Um, I, Go on, yeah, I mean, I'll just be in in my living room. Um, I'll have a, have a video call set up with with uh, definitely you, for and, and Tom, if he is willing to, to join in with other people. So I'll have a video call with um, a couple of mates. Uh probably order myself a Domino's Um and just kind of Yeah dominoes. Uh and yeah. Be be a kind of have a few beers maybe as well. Big be... what's
1: watch your setup. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching it obviously by myself. I'm gonna have have the laptop out. I'll, I'll probably join you for for at least a bit of it, Sam, and, and kinda of touch base with everyone, especially at half time probably. But I think I might go might go native for the actual game it's there's nothing more annoying. To be fair, I'm going to be watching it on TV. Yeah. Not a stream. This, this which is the thing is which in is my favour.
2: Yeah, which is why I, I'm I'm happy also what um joining it. That's why I'm going downstairs to the living room rather than watching it in uh on my computer, because I was just like, yeah, I can't I can't be um on a video call with people and having like things just constantly spoiled for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be I'm not going to be normally on the Super Bowl parties, love to kind of get absolutely leathered up. But ultimately, (laughs) I think when you're sat in your house alone, it's not really a great look to be like necking necking stuff left, right, and center. Especially especially at
2: 5am, you have to kind of carefully creep back into into bed with your girlfriend and she's not going to be happy if you stink of booze. (laughs) <laughs> no. So I have a couple
0: of tinnies, I have a bit of food. I think I'm going to have some brisket just to get in the kind of feel of things. Oh, but how about Eton? Nice I, I think the food I, I, is more
2: important this year than the, than the drink, I feel.
0: I actually think it is, you know. I'm going to yeah. have to sauce some chicken wings this week and, and get some buffalo sauce. But I just want to draw the attention yeah. to, to this listeners. Yeah. Tom has basically said in a chat with me earlier that he's not going to speak to anyone. He's going to go into radio silence for like the duration of the game. <laughs> He won't tell me his address because um, I, I wanted to send some stuff his way if they lost like a pizza delivery at like 6am or something. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like commiserations written on the pizza Patrick of tomato. Um, but yeah, so Tom, what are you going to be doing in your kind of fortress of solitude?
1: So I think I'll, I'll, I, might, I might grace the, uh, the presence of the Zoom call if, if that's the right phrase, maybe pre-game, kind of get, get, the, get the banter out of the way before i uh i very much go go dark uh for the game just kind of get get in the zone uh i'm, I'm desperately kind of trying to uh and to stay a little bit calmer with with this game uh maybe actually sit down for, for long portions of it uh, and actually be comfortable rather than kind of pacing the room but i'm not sure how long uh that will last uh in terms of watching uh, i'll just be watching it with my girlfriend um i'm gonna get some uh some good food in i think the 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 current menu thinking is gotta go with the wings uh gonna do some uh some chili hot dogs which i've never done before so that could be quite quite interesting some chili dogs uh and then maybe kind of can pull it together some kind of like potato skins, something like that maybe some good old carbs uh get going for the game and uh see how much of that food i actually fancy eating. yeah you're not you're um, gonna be staring at that terrible (laughs) start as soon as the and yeah booze wise yeah maybe a couple of beers maybe maybe some wine maybe that'll mellow me out chill me out for the game i don't think it'll work Uh, but yeah no i'm looking forward to it but i'm also yeah very kind of a lot of trepidation we've come a long way that if we lose and it's a it's a tight game where we end up you know coming out second best then 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 i'll take it on the chin but just as long as it's not a kind of a disaster where we throw it all away and choke it later on that would be uh it's very difficult to handle so looking forward to
2: it and uh yeah well, will Sunday. your parents on next week's podcast be dependent on Super Bowl result
1: <laughs> no I'll, I'll be I'll be on I've, I've got I've got listeners I can't I can't let down <laughs> I'll I'll have to dust myself off in 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 some mm. fashion and, and take it on the chin but yeah I'll probably Monday I'll probably we just we don't want uh, you on if the Bucks win sulk <laughs> yeah i think the to be honest i think if the bucks win the relief will be i don't think i'll even be have any much enough energy to glow the relief will you just will, be, you uh, will. will be yeah you'll find I, all right. I think yeah, yeah, evening, i will. think
0: it'll be um i think that's good good time to say to the listeners i think next week we'll obviously we'll kind of do a wrap-up show so we'll be back at some point for that uh, then we'll probably have a little bit of a break um, and do something before the draft We've got uh, to see to do. You know, that's happening. We've got to do. Oh, we got awards to do, of course. Actually, yeah. of course, yeah. you have. Um, got um, the Matt Jones award will be given out. But yeah, so it, uh, <laughs> look if you if you're kind of sat on your in your on your Todd watching the game, feel free to kind of message us at HOS Podcast. Uh, kind of get involved with the conversation. I'm sure we'll be saying some stuff on there. Um, so please yeah. do I mean, that. You're,
2: you're but, probably most active on Twitter at Farley Writes, when not you?
0: Yeah, if, yeah. Contact me at Farley Rights, I'll be, I'll be chatting some, some crap about probably yeah. rubbish.
2: Yeah, um, helping you lose even more memes. money.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, so anyway, have a great time with the Super Bowl, guys, uh, and go Bucks. No, sorry, go Chiefs. Enjoy I said the, the game. Wrong one.
1: Go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs> Come on, boys. Bring it home. One game left.
0: See ya.